0: Welcome, everyone, to and Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am your host, Nate, and we are here with our co-host, Jimbo. Jimbo. What Ray is up, the... everyone? To... How go, we doing? Jimbo. How we doing? Jimbo is currently wearing his Diamondbacks shirt in uh, honor of talking about Jordan Lawler last week. I do have to admit something. Hmm. Carson Williams, Rays, shortstop, also 19, also playing in A-ball, We didn't talk about him. We needed to. He also has a 900-plus OPS, or he did the last time I checked. So, you know, that's six guys or seven guys, something like that, that are all 19-year-old high school shortstops that are in A-ball and all killing it. When the fourth overall pick, Marcelo Meyer, has the worst OPS out of all of them, impressive.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Carson. Yeah, he's been crushing it, dude.
0: He has. He has. So to the Rays fans out there, I'm sorry I I didn't bring him up. Part of it, I I know he exists. I obviously, we talked about him before the season started. Just one of those things where a lot of guys, some guys just kind of get lost in the shuffle when you're planning for an episode. So my bad, my bad to Rays fans. Please forgive me.
1: We but forgive we, you, don't worry.
0: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We move on this week from talking about young guns to talking about an old gun, Miguel Cabrera. Let's at go. his 3,000th hit, Jimbo. As a Tigers fan. And, uh, you know, I'm a Brewers fan. The Brewers have had two 3,000 hit hitters. But I wasn't alive for either of them. Um, And I don't know if I'll ever see a 3,000 hit hitter for the Brewers ever again. Pitchers are way more nasty. Guys are way less concerned about getting hits and more concerned about doing damage when they make contact. So you're getting less hits, more doubles, more triples, more home runs type of thing. So, I don't know if I'll ever see it. And who knows if the Tigers will ever see it again. So, I want you to just kind of guide us through the emotions you were feeling. Because, like, Albert Pools hit 3,000 hits. But Albert Pools was on a number of different teams. Miguel Cabrera, outside of his start with the Marlins, has been on the Tigers for a very long time. He is Mr. Tiger. Uh, So, kind of guide us through the emotions of watching one of the all-time greats for an organization finally get to 3,000 hits.
1: Yeah, man. Honestly, it was it was special, dude. Um, it, it was really cool to see. I mean, growing up, I was a Miguel Cabrera fan when he was at the Marlins, even. And, uh, and then when we got him as a Tiger, I was ecstatic. And just seeing him, being able to work with him in person, and then also being a fan, being a fan, being a Tigers fan, all that all together, was uh, was really cool to see. The thing that that really that I thought was special was like the amount of love in baseball, not just tiger's fans, not just tiger, like everyone, every, like if you were a fan of baseball, you were a fan of Miguel Cabrera that day. And Mm -hmm. to me, that was really cool to see because you, you see, I don't know, baseball. I I always say it all the time. Baseball is like its own community, like its own fraternity. it's It's its own thing. And it's just really cool to see when you see stuff like that old players, There's players on the other side of the, like the Rockies players, they were ecstatic. Uh, they had the most Venezuelan, uh, born players in the MLB, I think was seven, seven or nine. One of those numbers, I want to say seven, but you know, they grew up idolizing, uh, Miggy. Miggy is the first Venezuelan player to ever hit or Venezuelan born player to ever hit 3000 hits. Um, He is an icon over in Venezuela, so it it goes way like way, way past just Detroit, which was really really cool to see. So, I don't know, man. Like it's hard to put in words. It it was a it was awesome.
0: Well, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed myself because I planned on watching it, and then I went golfing on Saturday. Game happened middle of the day. I wasn't thinking about it, and missed it completely, which is kind of devastating because if uh if i i honestly don't know if we're going to see one again and the reason i say that is i saw an article the other day and they were talking about the guys that had the best chance the mike trouts but he missed time with injuries and covid and stuff uh juan soto so i'm looking at juan soto's stats right now he just passed 500 he's at 502 hits in his career obviously covid year 47 games that kind of messes him up but if he got 500 hits every 4 years and realistically you're probably looking at if he's healthy um and playing 150 games a year you're probably looking at like 150 hits because he had 153 hits in 150 games in 2019 and 157 hits in 151 games in 2021. So if we were at 150 hits um every year and he stayed healthy, you know, 10 years, he's at f- 1500 hits. He would need a 20-year career at that pace. And like he could do it till age 39, but then you start wrapping in, you know, 2021, he only got 30 or 54 hits because they only played 47 games and his rookie year. And and then as you get older, might get less at bats. And then he also walks a ton. And so that's the point I'm trying to get to is that these guys that are walking a ton, Mike Trout, Juan Soto, usually and I think this was, it might have been Ken Rosenthal who wrote this. Usually the guys that get to 3,000 hits have walk rates of under 10%, or in fact, every single one has had a walk rate under 10%. The closest, I, I don't remember who it was, had like a walk rate of 9%. And Soto has a walk rate well over 10%, and so does Trout. And basically what it's saying is if you're willing to be patient and take your walks, you're probably not going to be getting as many hits. And it's going to be hard for these guys to get 3,000 hits.
1: Yeah. I So with that, like that's interesting because at the same time though, to be able to get 3,000 hits, you have to have, you know, one, you have to have a good eye because you have to be swinging at pitches that you, that, you know, you can drive and you can hit, but it's also like your approach at the plate. Like if you look at a lot of the, the 3,000 uh, hit club, it's all guys that, that, would put the ball anywhere. Basically they would do whatever the pitcher gave them, put the mm-hmm. ball. Like if they're going to slap it, they're going to pull it. Like that's the biggest factor. And that's why I think like I'm even, I know it's super, super early, but like a wander has that approach, but like a Juan Soto, like those are the two guys that, that demonstrate like very, like they remind me of Miggy a lot that, that could do that. If I had a place of bet, it would be like, you know, Someone like that.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think the, you know, Wander doesn't walk as much, and that might be a little bit concerning because, obviously, from a baseball perspective, if you're not walking and you go through a slump, then you're just not getting on base and your value is not there, which is why walking is nice because usually if guys are going through a slump, can't make contact, can't make good contact, they're still going to get their walks. Uh, Christian Yelich, for example, always getting his walks even when he's not making good contact. And so there's still some value there in a hitter from getting walks that some guys, like a Wander right now, right now he has a very low um, on base. His batting average is 319. His on base percentage is 333. So, you know, that's like he's walking like 1 point something percent of the time. You know, 1.4 percent of the time. Not very good, but you don't complain because he's killing the baseball when he hits it. And so, like, I'm okay with guys that make contact a lot. I also like guys that walk a lot. It just stinks because, like, if you're walking, then you're probably not, you know, you're probably not uh, going to be getting to that 3,000-hit club. And you, you do have to have a good eye at the plate. You're very right. Like, guys that just swing at everything, Orlando Arcia could make contact with anything. But he'd also swing at everything. So he didn't have low strikeout rates. He didn't have high walk rates. And he made a lot of weak garbage contact that did not uh, get let him get on base. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, But I'm really quickly looking up Miguel Cabrera's w- walk rate. All right. So Miguel Cabrera's walked 10.9% of his time in his career. So he'd be the first one, I guess, that walked. of the time in his career. And, uh, I wonder what, I wonder what Mike Trout is. Let me look him up real quick. See what his walk rate is in his career.
1: Also, I think it's interesting with the, with the new CBA, with, uh, without teams being able to manipulate, or I guess the motivation to get to, to get teams to bring up their rookies earlier than normal could also play a big factor. So like, it could give them a whole nother half of a year or, or year of MLB uh, you know, time if they get called up earlier because of that.
0: It's true. It's true. And you get, you get guys getting called up at 2021 20, instead of 22, 23,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: two more years where you can add, you know, if they're really good to start, you add 300, 400 hits to the start of somebody's career. That's big time. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I definitely misspoke earlier. So it was there were guys in the high in in the low teens that had walk rates. Mike Trout's walk rate through his career is fifteen point three percent, which it which is significantly higher than anybody else has ever had in their career. And Juan Soto, who just passed five hundred hits just the other day, is at eighteen point seven percent. So like it'd be really hard for Juan Soto to make three thousand hits because of how many walks he takes. I mean he's walking almost 19% of his MLB plate appearances.
1: That's extremely impressive, to be honest with you. Yes, it is. My goodness.
0: And not only that, but check this out. So his first two years, 2018, 2019, he walked 16%, struck out 20% of the time. Super impressive. The last three years, he struck out 14% of the time and walked walked 21%, 22%, and almost 21% of the time the last three years, while only striking out 14% of the time.
1: You know what's crazy he's only 23 years old too and I that's what I that's the biggest thing that I keep realizing the last like two months are some of these players that that are already in the bigs the young town already in the bigs how young they are and how like it's just impressive like there's there's rookies being called out that are 21 22 23 24 and wantso has been in the league since 2018 and he's 23 years old want like wander just just turned 21
0: to put this in perspective, when Chris Bryant won rookie of the year in 2015, he was 23.
1: It's impressive.
0: Juan Soto is going to be 23 all year.
1: And uh yeah. I just keep going back to that in my mind over and over.
0: Yeah. It's 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 bonkers, but the reason we brought up uh Miguel Cabrera and then we covered Mike Trout a little bit, and I want to cover Mike Trout a little bit more because Mike Trout is, yet again, an absolute animal. They say the baseball season never starts until Mike Trout leads the AL and OPS, and here we are, Mike Trout with a 1,200, adding these together, um, a 1,284 OPS, 8.08 slugging and uh, 4.76 on base percentage on the young season, hitting three sixty five. Unreal, Here, it's it's insane.
1: Here's what's crazy is like at least for myself. I'm speaking more for for my what how I think is like. I knew Mike Trout was doing well this year, but I don't like. I didn't. I, I don't know. I guess I t- I took it for granted. Like I was. I'm looking through his stats right now. This dude is absolutely crushing the ball. When the LLB right now across the board offensively is like extremely down, and this dude mm-hmm. is is just absolutely dominating right now. And, and then I was looking at, you know, every year, the last, since 2011, uh, since his rookie year, this dude is just year in and year out, just absolutely dominating where I, I don't know, I guess this was the first year I, I took it for granted. And I'm looking at him like just reminding myself, this dude is probably Like he's one of the, he's definitely probably the best top five in our, in Our uh generation, at least, right? Top five player, yeah. Uh,
0: for what he's done at the start of his career, who knows how it ends, but what he's done at the start of his career is like top one for me, yeah. So, with, I guess,
1: how long is it generated? I that's why I always I that's always, a, that's but, a
0: good question. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know, yeah, me either. That's why I was like, I'm
1: gonna do top five to be safe, but yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm it, because a lot
0: of the a lot of the guys that you think of the Miguel Cabreras, the Albert Pools, you know, guys that you're like, wow, they were fearsome. They were just fearsome offensively. And Albert Pools was a good defender at first base. Miguel, not so much. Easy. Um, but they're first baseman, right? And they weren't running. They didn't add anything on the base pass. So, so then you add Mike Trout, who's just as good of a bat, but then also significantly better base runner. Plays a significantly harder position and is just as good as Albert Pools was at first base as he Mike wow. Trout is at center field. Yeah. You add that all together, and it's like, oh yeah, Mike Trout is by far. Is by far. If it wasn't for injuries, he might have had the chance to break like Barry Bonds's and Babe Ruth's records for wins above replacement. Mm-hmm. With injuries and COVID, I don't think that's a possibility anymore, but I mean, we're looking at a dude who's 30 years old, 30 years old, and is in the early going, has dropped his strikeout rate. Like, who does that? Who hits 30 and decides to drop their strikeout rate? Um, His isolated power is 442. To put that in perspective, his highest isolated power before this point is 350. So, like, that's absolute insanity. Um, He's been been otherworldly to start the year, and... We do, we do take him for uh, for granted. It's like, oh, Mike Trout's good. Mike Trout's good. You don't really hear about him because he's on the West Coast. You just see the stats, and you're like, yeah, you know, you're in bed by the time their games are starting, or in bed by the time the fifth inning happens in Anaheim, and so you never really get to see him play. And if I have one thing I want to do, I want to make sure I see Mike Trout play live before before he retires.
1: Oh, you have, you gotta honestly, Nate, you gotta watch a BP of him. You got to do the full thing.
0: Oh, I get it. I'm going to. Okay. I'm definitely
1: going to. I'll make sure you, I'll make, I'll hold you to that.
0: Yeah. Because, like, imagine, imagine if you were alive in the 50s and you could watch Mickey Mantle play or Ted Williams and you didn't. And then you say to your kids, Yeah, Mickey Mantle is the greatest of all time, but, and I was alive while he was playing, but I didn't watch him play.
1: I'm getting chills just thinking about watching Hank Aaron.
0: Yeah. Right. Like you, you, you got, you got to watch him play. And, you know, sometimes that's hey, uh, I live in an NL city or I did. And so, like, they, do the Angels come to Milwaukee very often? No, not at all. Sometimes you can go like 15 years before a team gets to your city.
1: Not anymore. Next year, they, they did something with the CBA where I guess every team plays each other. Oh. So that's cool. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I heard that or I'm, it might've been a dream, but
0: I could, I could go for that because yeah, I, I was sitting there the other day. I'm like, wow, Mike Trout is 30 years old. He'll be ending the nearing the end of his prime at some point, And I haven't even been able to say I've seen him play live. I've been to oh. a home run derby. He wasn't in it, but uh, that's the closest I ever seen to Mike Trout playing live. Yeah. Got to, but this leads us to our main subject of the day. And Jimbo and I, before we started recording this, we're talking, or it's earlier today, we're talking, and we're recording on a Thursday. You listen to this on Friday. We were talking about the ceiling of the market being Mike Trout. And it got me thinking, you know, about other ceilings, because Wander Franco obviously just had his tops rookie series one rookies come out. And if you're listening to this and you're probably saying, wait, these jerks, they told us that we'd have a Bowman preview. We will have a Bowman preview. It will be coming out on probably like Tuesday or Wednesday before release date. Don't worry. Don't worry. That is still coming. Just uh, pushed it back a little bit. Um, But anyways, so we were talking and Jimbo was like, you know, Mike Trout's the ceiling right now for MLB. You buy a card, you compare it to what Mike Trout cards are going for. You're not likely to buy a Vlad Guerrero Jr. and expect to get more than a Mike Trout price for uh, a similar card you know, and I agree with that, but then I think there are different tiers, and so what we're going to talk about today is the Wander Franco Tops Rookie Gold PSA 10, and it's ceiling. because right now, this card, if I can pull up the email I sent to Jimbo and myself, right now, this card's last sale was for $1,575, $1,575. On April 18th, 2022. And it had one that sold for fifteen seventy-five on April 17th, 2022. Pretty good price. And then you start thinking, well, if Mike Trout's the ceiling, and obviously his golds are super expensive, and you can't compare Wander to Mike Trout yet, obviously. It'd be asinine to do so. But you can probably compare him to an Acuna or a Soto or a Tatis or a Vlad. Obviously, they've had a couple more years. But if you look at their stats... Wander is sitting at a 944, a 186 OPS right now through 17 games. If he keeps that 186 OPS in his age 21 season, he will not tie Juan Soto because Juan Soto had the shortened COVID year with the 217, which was absolutely insane. So he won't tie Juan Soto, but if this will work, yeah. Um, Vlad, 115 OPS, so 186, way higher than that. Fernando, Tatis a 156 OPS, so 30 points higher than that, and a higher OPS also. And Ronald Acuna, in his age 21 season, a 121 OPS plus, 883 OPS. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that if you compare age 21 seasons between what Wander is doing right now in the early going, compared to what his peers have done, his age 21 season is better than everyone's but Juan Soto's. And I would say Juan Soto is in a class of his own. If Mike Trout is one, you know, Juan Soto is just a tiny step below him. And because of how good Otani is at both pitching and hitting, even though he's not the best pitcher in the league and he's not the best hitter in the league, you combine him, he would be right there with Juan Soto in that second tier. Would you agree, Jimbo?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay, so
0: so from from the outside looking in, you compare, and obviously we're only 17 games into this second year, right? And Wander has a little bit of an, a worry with the lack of walks he's taking, but he's also not striking out. Eight strikeouts and 75 plate appearances to two walks. Like, he's not striking out. He's also not walking. He's just putting bat on ball, getting hits, hitting 319 right now.
1: Yeah, so I mean... The, yep. goal, the goal is to get hit. So he's just, I mean, he's hitting what? what? What is he hitting right now?
0: 319 oh, with yeah. with a 333 on base percentage and a 611 slugging 944 OPS.
1: Dude's an animal.
0: And he already has, he has 23, 23 hits and 12 extra base hits on the year. Like he's doing, he's doing really well. That's crazy.
1: And he's 21 years. He just turned 21. I don't. I'm just mind blown. Dude. Like every yeah. time I look at this, I look at his stuff, and then you watch him play too. Like,
0: and I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like Juan Soto's 20, age 21 season, he turns 21 in October, so he was 21 for the full season. But he'd been 21 for like six months by the time the season started. Vlad turns 21. March 16th, so similar, similar age, 21 to Wander because Wander turns 21 in March, also March 1st, but he had a significantly worse year. Tatis turns 21 January, so he'd be he'd have been a couple months older than Wander at that time in his age 21 season. And Ronald Acuna turn has a December 18th, so he would have been like you know three three months older than Wander. So, like, there's a slight difference in age there, a couple months, not nothing major, but still something to be said that is very impressive that he just turned 21.
1: Dude, even just look, I just pulled up Juan's, oh my god, I just pulled up Juan Soto's stats, and it's different when you look at, like, you know they're, they're good hitters and all that, but then when you pull it up and you look at it holistically, holy smokes, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Juan Soto was 21 years old and he was he hit 351, 13 bombs. You know, that was that was the the shortened season, but he was fifth all-time MVP or, or fifth uh fifth place in the MVP running last year at twenty-two years old, put up crazy numbers and he was second in MVP. And he started off slow. So the fact that he was that hot in the like in the back half of the year, oh my gosh.
0: But most of the put most of the uh numbers up in the second half we'll pull up his splits here real quick for soto but he he was not doing very well in for the start of the year and then second half of the year he hit 348 with a 525 on base percentage and a 639 slugging for 1164 ops in the second half hit 11 of his 20 doubles in the second half one of his two triples in the second half and 18 of his 29 home runs in the second half 322 plate appearances in the second half compared to 332 in the first half. So, like, he even had more chances in the first half, and yet did way more damage in the second.
1: Yeah, and and this this goes back to the the theory I think I talked about a few a uh, few episodes ago is like the weather. Like right now, he's starting off, he's not hitting like he normally does. But you got to remember, he he's he's playing in the AL East, or sorry, NL uh, NL East. He's playing uh, DC where it's cold, like. Mm-hmm. I only, that's why I like, well,
0: well, cold, cold is relative. It would be cold to you now that you live in the South, but, uh, DC weather right now is probably not cold to me.
1: Well, I mean, so let's talk about, is it cold playing baseball? Like a Soto, The I mean, the like just science, like the ball doesn't fly as, as, as much. And, uh, that's why like, I don't know. It's impressive. Like if he goes to a team.
0: With a dome, the with flies. a retractable
1: roof, such as, I don't know, Miller Park, per se. Dude, they would have to give him half of the franchise for him to go there. You really this, would. This dude is going to get paid. And he knows. He's, he's going to be the first out.
0: 500. Guaranteed. Write it down right now. First Whoa. $500 million guy.
1: Whoa. Guaranteed. From Nate. I'm
0: guaranteeing it. There's going to be a team. He's gonna get. He's gonna get called. You know, he's gonna be a free agent at the age of twenty-five, right? There's Mm -hmm. gonna be a team that is going to pay him five hundred million dollars. Might be for like fourteen years, but I bet he crosses that five hundred million dollar threshold. I would do it. Me too, because he's got dogs. Your dogs, the dogs are like they're huge Juan Soto fans. They are. They're just cheering for Juan Soto. But let's get back to the original point of this. And the point was that you've got all these guys that Wander is performing either just as well or better than in his age 21 season. And some of these guys, including Soto, had a little bit more seasoning um, in the mi- or in the majors before his age 21 season. But you've got Wander at $1,575 for a gold number to t- 2022 PSA 10. Acuna. A day earlier on 417 2022, gold sold for 1655, PSA 10. All these will be PSA 10s. All of them will be golds, and they will all be numbered out of the year they came up. So Wander 2022, Acuna and Soto 2018, Tatis and Vlad 2019. Soto sold for 2851 on the 18th, the same day the Wander sold. Tatis sold for 1300 on the 17th, the day before, and Vlad sold for 910 on the 21st. So first off, I want to talk about the discrepancies in the prices here. And then, and I didn't grab any pop reports, so forgive me for that. Um, I want to talk about the discrepancies in the prices here. And then I want to talk about where we think Wander's ceiling is. So, and, and not including Trout, because obviously Trout is in a world of his own. So let's start off with the lowest price, and that is Vlad. $910 last sale on the 21st for a gold PSA 10. Feels really low. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Um, I have a few thoughts on the reason why. One, you have the iconic short print of him hitting. And... um, in Series 2, and now you have him fielding. I don't know why they chose a fielding variation for Vlad, but he's fielding in it kind of a lame card, maybe a card that people forget about, and then also him not being an outfielder or a shortstop like the other three, despite having an insanely good bat, age 22, hitting 1,000-plus OPS, you know, insanely good. I think maybe the combination of card image and also... Production at a spot that isn't as desirable leads to a nine ten. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder if also like a lot of the fans being in Canada play a factor.
0: Could could be. I've never really thought about
1: it because the like there's the the special they have to pay extra like when they go across the border like the taxes on it tariffs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I that makes sense because it costs a ton to get shipping up there. You probably have to pay some more in taxes and going from America to Canada. Maybe, maybe there is a maybe there is a point there where like the reason a lot of cards are expensive is because the home team fans want them more than others because you have to have collectors. If you just have flippers, you're not gonna have a market because there's gonna be nobody holding, and then why would anybody pay really high premiums for some cards? Mm-hmm. So, like, I get that. Um, that could that could be that could be a case too, you know. Canada, who knows with how much it costs to get stuff there? What the uh, what the difference if that causes a difference in price? But tough to say. We go on to Tatis, thirteen hundred dollars on the seventeenth, and Tatis is kind of interesting. Obviously, ton of talent, so much talent, and yet so many injuries. We're talking about a dude who has played 273 games. 273 games. Not even just over a year and a half worth of games on 162 game seasons. And yet he's worth 13 and a half wins above replacement. In a year and a half. That's, That's insanity. And so, and so, and that's his first three years in the league is worth, is worth 13 wins above replacements. So he's super good, but he's also super injured. And so you kind of get, you get the price there. If he wasn't injured and he kept playing well, we're probably looking at Soto prices, especially for him being in California.
1: Yeah. I'm also curious to see if they put him back at short because he did not look good at short last year. He is, he
0: is not, he is not a good shortstop. Not at all. I do think though, that they have a problem. I think Tatis signed on to be a shortstop. He signed long-term in San Diego, and he probably signed on to be a shortstop. So regardless of what the team wants, if Tatis really wants to be a shortstop and they don't let him, it's the age of player empowerment. I think he could fa- force his way out of town.
1: Uh, I don't think anyone's picking up that contract.
0: That's fair. Wow, well, well, you know, I, I don't know, man. You don't think the Dodgers wouldn't care to eat some money if they get that supremely talented of a player in?
1: They wouldn't even pay Corey Seeger.
0: Yeah, but there's I like Corey Seager. There's a difference between Tatis and Corey Seager.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I know I wouldn't want the Tigers to pick that up. I'd rather I wouldn't want that.
0: I mean it would have to be one of the it would have to be one of the like two franchises that can just afford to eat that money if need be. Yeah. You know? Um, but I do think one of the Yankees or Dodgers would be like, yeah, we'll take, we'll take him for free <laughs> essentially, because why wouldn't you, if, if money means nothing, you're getting a top five player in the MLB when healthy. Mm-hmm. But again, he signed on to be a shortstop and I think that's going to make cause major problems if they go up to him and say, Hey, you have to be a center fielder now to ease the wear and tear on your body. And also. Uh, you're just not very good defensively, which he's he is. Also, you stink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's short. He, he's not a good defensive shortstop. It's just like the whole Derek Jeter thing. People love to think Derek Jeter was a good defensive shortstop. He was a good hitter. He was a bad shortstop. He just
1: made fancy. I mean, it's it's all about marketing.
0: Yeah. Yes. He, he, those those guys that make fancy plays. A lot of times the plays are fancy because they don't have enough. And this was the Unieski Betancourt thing. He'd always have a couple amazing plays but it's because he didn't have the range to get to the balls that other guys could. So his amazing plays were other shortstops, just routine plays.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: So, you know, we've got, so we've got the want the, the Tatis issue injuries and stuff, driving his market down to 1300, if healthy and playing really well. Obviously you expect that to be significantly higher at one point. It was right now. It isn't. And we'll see if it ever gets back there because, now there's that fear that he's always going to be injured. Um, let's move on to Acuna. So he is he's the first one above Wander at 1655. Interesting. There is that he also has been injured quite a bit. He also has the um short print in Top Series two, and then the regular card in Update like Vlad. So Vlad's is at nine ten, despite also having the short print. Ronald Acuna's, despite being injured, is at 1655, significantly higher than Vlad, despite having the same kind of card configuration. So it's interesting to me, at least. And that feels like a pretty healthy price for a guy who's been injured. Would you agree?
1: Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I think that's a healthy price for a guy that's been injured. But at the same time, this dude is so exciting to watch and fun to watch that there are some true collectors that will you know there's a lot of people that buy acuna are keeping them for life they're not flippers and that is such Mm -hmm. a huge factor in cards
0: and and by buying acuna for life and keeping him you're talking about jimmy
1: (laughs) that is one yes i'm pretty sure he has half of whatever half of the whatever uh the print run is of any of acuna
0: that's insane and and don't get me wrong acuna When healthy is amazing. He had a 987 OPS as a 22-year-old and a 990 OPS before getting injured as a 23-year-old. That's insane. That's so good. But he has to come back healthy. We'll see tonight. He's coming back tonight. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, he will have already played and we'll have seen how he does. I'm super excited to watch him play again because Acuna is amazing. And baseball is better when... It's best players are playing. So we'll have Acuna back on the field. We'll have Byron Buxton back on the field. We'll have Mike Trout back on the field. Brian Hopefully Buxton. they all stay healthy and Tatis can come back on the field and Juan Soto, Wander, and Vlad stay healthy. And we'll get all these studs, along with Otani, out on the field all at the same time. Baseball will be insane.
1: Oh, I'm so pumped.
0: Dude, imagine imagine just turning on MB.tv any day and you can just throw on... You know the Nationals against the Braves, or the Rays against you know the Orioles with Adley Rushman when he gets called up, or the Tigers against the Twins and watch Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson go up against Byron Buxton.
1: Dude, Carlos Correa last night, holy smokes, he had some sweet plays. Yeah,
0: and I guess that's why, like, you're not too worried that he's not hitting very well right now because he's still an insanely good defensive shortstop.
1: Yeah, and it's it's cold, and it's even cold. though Brian Buxton's Demolishing the ball, 470
0: uh, feet for a walk-off home run. Come on!
1: Come but on. one one thing, Nate. This is what I was thinking. You know, since we just ran through all those.
0: Well, we didn't run through Soto yet. But
1: okay, never mind. I'll do it at the end. Though.
0: All right, let's run through Soto, and then it was, save your thought. Don't forget it. Oh, I have. Repe- it. Repeat it in your brain like four times, and then you'll not forget it. Uh, all right. So lastly, we've got Juan Soto. He's 28, 51, and there's really no needed explanation here soto is a champion for starters he could have won an mvp last year he will run win an mvp one of these years he's insanely good his ops's are insanely good he's got the skills and the health to stay insanely good for years and years and years i'm talking late 30s years when i think like a tatis or a acuna will wear will wear off because of how hard they play. I think Soto will stay because how good he, how good of an eye is at the plate and how he doesn't have as physically demanding defensive positions.
1: And he's just like a, he's a pure hitter. Like he, it doesn't take a lot of energy for him at the plate because he, he his swing is so smooth. It's like a Miggy and he just takes whatever the ball, whatever the pitcher gives him no stress mm-hmm. on the body.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no real need to dive into the Soto 2851 there. We get it. Um, the question that will be asked after Jimbo, and everyone keep these in your mind Wander 1575, Acuna 1655, Soto 2851, Tatis 1300, Vlad 910. And the question is, what is Wander's ceiling on this card? And we will get to that after Jimbo asks his question.
1: Well, here's the thing is like what I was saying is we were running through all these. Uh, if people want to you know, look at it or like go back to that. I think we should make a post on it on Deeming Corners with a little breakdown of this. Cause I know for me, I'm a visual, you know, Mm -hmm. you can hear us talking about it, but we're we're like, I I need to see it. Hard to remember. Yeah. You can click the little save button too, which I do for a lot of stuff like that on the right hand side, save it. So when I, you know, during football season, I go through and I look through all the things I saved on who I want to buy.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I do that. I bookmark. I do that with Twitter. I see a tweet about a random prospect, bookmark that. And mm-hmm. I'll go back to my bookmarks, and it helps refresh my mind for guys I've forgotten about because I don't have a very good memory. Just talk to my wife, and uh, it will happen where like I'll read about a guy. I'll be. I'll look up his cards. I'll be like, oh, he's coming out in Bowman. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a couple months. All right, I got to remember that. Or. Oh, he has a Bowman card and it's super cheap. And maybe I try to buy one or two or I'm looking at it. And then inevitably I kind of forget until I see his name again a couple months later or something. And I'm like, oh, especially in the off season when baseball's not happening. Like in during the season, it's not that bad because like I will see these guys' names more often. But in the off season, there's always these guys where I'm like, oh, I should buy that. And and it can even be guys like Gavin Lux, you know, all off season I was like, I'm really believer, I'm a big believer in Gavin Lux. I should probably buy some cards since they're so cheap. Never got around to it.
1: Exactly. That's what I do. Like right now, like I, I use stuff like that to remind me when, when there's not a lot of social media or like a lot of people talking about because that's when, that's the time when you want to buy anyway. So use your resources and, and be smart mm-hmm. on uh, when you're buying this stuff. If you're going to do that.
0: Correct. And, and the, when is important. You don't want to be buying you don't want to be buying you know, a Julio Rodriguez as he's getting called up when everyone else is like, oh, I should buy him now. You want to be selling. So uh, the when there, a little word, but a powerful word.
1: <laughs> Very true.
0: All right. Well, let's get to the main question. And the main question here, and Jimbo, I want you to answer this, and I'll answer this. What do you think Wander's ceiling is? He's not even $100 lower than Acuna. He's $1,300 lower than Soto, but he's $300 higher than Tatis, and he's like $600 higher than Vlad.
1: Yeah. Almost $700
0: higher than Vlad.
1: I I just always, I go back to asking myself, who do I like more as a player? And then I go and dive into the numbers card-wise to see where there's value at. Like, Vlad obviously is a phenomenal hitter. Mm -hmm. uh, But... I don't know, like, the longevity on that. I don't know. I I get really scared about Vlad long-term. Short-term, absolutely. He is phenomenal. Um, For me, I don't know, like, the actual ceiling for for Wander, but I'm not going to lie. If I'm looking through this list, I'm taking Wander over any guy besides Soto. Soto and him would probably be, like, I'm cool. Like, I'll close my eyes and pick out of a hat. But I like Wander out of one, two, three, four, five, out of the five. Just because there's so many factors, like shortstop, he just turned 21. I love his approach at the plate. He has the power when when he wants it. You know, he'll probably be in the playoffs quite a bit with the Rays. Uh, there, there's just a lot, a lot to it. And my dogs are like, you know, they're they they agree.
0: They're in agreement. They love themselves some wander. So you are you are wander through and through. If you had to choose one of these cards, either spending the fifteen hundred seventy-five on say say fifteen seventy-five on wander right now, or buying two Vlads for three hundred dollars more, you'd still buy the one wander. Yeah, I would, yeah. Just two wanders or
1: one soto and two hundred dollars more or three hundred dollars more, you'd go two wanders. I would go two wanders, yeah. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm at a the eye doctor, and they're doing like the little switch. This one or that one. This one or that one. <laughs> I like it. That's
0: me, Doc, doctor of baseball.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just as a baseball fan, as a baseball love, like what, and it's the eye t- like watching Wander, watching his at bats. Same with Soto. Like I get a different feeling about him. Acuna. Definitely way more exciting. I feel like he is like the most entertaining. Him and Tatis. Great players, Mm -hmm. but they play so hard, and that just scares me a lot. Uh, But I don't. I I encourage people to turn on the TV and watch watch these players, and um, and and choose that way if if you are looking to choose one.
0: And uh, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. You know, Acuna is interesting. He's obviously one rookie of the year. He's already have. He already has a top five MVP. MVP vote. He's got multiple sliver sluggers. He has a career 925 OPS through his age 23 season, um, and he he could have been. He was so close to being a 40 40 guy. 41 in home runs, 37 stolen bases in his age 21 year, which is insane. Obviously, what's funny is that that was his actual worst year of his career, despite almost being a 40 40 guy. Worst year of his career. He hit 280 with a 365 on base and a 518 slugging, 883 OPS, which is really good, but way worse than his other years. But it's like Wander's not going to be a 40 40 guy. You know, Soto's not going to be a 40 40 guy. There's two guys on this list that could potentially hit .40-40. but I know it's not going to be Tatis because he's injured all the time. He's dealt with four different injuries to four different parts of his body in the last four years. And that's probably going to be that's probably going to keep happening. So, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make it to T's. I love him. He's exciting, but I would never go with the T's. So I can't go with Vlad either because again, you're right. I love him. There is some body worries there. First base worries An amazing hitter. Yes. But he's not nearly as exciting as these other guys because of positional value and because of body composition, I guess. Which is kind of a rude thing to say, but I think everyone's probably thinking it.
1: But, um, but even just watching him at the plate, man, he swings at a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: That well, and that that will happen. You've 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 watched his father hit. I know. That's why I was like,
1: I, I was like, watch. Someone's going to counter with, yeah, but his dad will hit something, you know, a ball skipped off the ground. But so, I mean,
0: just <laughs> like father, like son. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. So then you get to Soto and Wander with Ronald Acuna as a potential, and because of Acuna's age being slightly older, and also um, injury history, I think, despite the fact that he's uber exciting, could be forty forty guy, because I'm risk adverse, I think I have to cut him out. And so then I'm looking at Wander and Juan Soto. And for me, if I have $3,000 to spend, I'm probably buying one Juan Soto. Yeah. If I have $1,500 to spend, obviously I can't get a Juan Soto, so I'm definitely buying a Wander. And let me, let me tell you why. It's because like Wander's amazing, but guy's bat speed and stuff eventually slows down. Unless you're a massive dude like a Nelson Cruz or somebody like that that can keep up for a while just because they're massive. Okay, Wander's not a massive guy. Eventually, his bat speed will wear down. He, he's only 5'10". He will probably have to move off a shortstop as he gets older and slower. I don't know where he'll move. And so I think there's probably more longevity to Soto just from position and strength and size and eye than there is to Wander. And so if I'm buying for a long-term hold, I'm more comfortable with Soto becoming a Hall of Famer and all-time great than I am Wander. If I'm buying for a short-term hold, though, like if I want to flip this within a year, I would definitely buy two Wander's for three thousand or one Wander for fifteen hundred and well, if, and flip it.
1: If I was selling within a year, I'd go Acuna.
0: That's also that's also a good point. I do. I am risk adverse though, and I expect him to come back fine off an ACL injury. But like I watched. I watched Christian Yelich break his kneecap with uh with a foul ball, and he has not been the same since.
1: Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I know what you mean, honey. You're right.
0: So, I don't any which way you put it, these are five of the most impressive young players I think the MLB has ever seen at one time at the same time in the history of baseball.
1: I agree with that, and that you know what's crazy is we're not even talking about. The Bobby Witts and all you know, all this new talent that just came up who, yeah, they might be struggling right now, but they're going to be in this convo in a year or two from now. They're just mm-hmm. rookies right now. It just happens, though. So.
0: And and that's also why I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I want to bring this up right now is because if, if anybody could transport back to 2018, they'd be grabbing every Juan Soto and Acuna they could possibly get their hands on without – they'd take out loans to do it. You know, yep. and if you could transport back to 2019 and you go to all the shelves with all the top series two on it, just sitting there, you'd buy every single box you could possibly get your hands on, looking for some um, or tops update, looking for some Vlad and looking for some Tatis without yes. thinking a second thought. Well, right now, we are in an era where there is overproduction of cards, yes, but the prices aren't out as aren't as outrageous as one would expect for Wander when you are, in fact, looking at a guy who is in the same club as Acuna, as Soto, as Vlad, as Tatis. There is a fifth member. It is Wander. He deserves to be in that conversation. He should be in that conversation. For me, he is in that conversation. And yet, I don't feel like people are going as high. Ho- I mean, I was seeing foils going for like 80 bucks a couple like a month and a half ago. You know, a, a non-graded Ronald Acuna foil or soda foil, that's probably like $300. Exactly. 250 You know, you, you, I don't want anybody to go back to look, to think, transport yourself up to 2024. People are going to look back and say, man, why didn't I buy that foil for $80? Why didn't I I'm buy that, that foil for I'm $100? i am seeing that today even.
1: Remember, I text, I've texted you multiple times. I'm like, dude, I don't know why I buy anything else after watching Wander just day in, day out. I turn on the Rays almost every day just to watch Wander. It's crazy. And the Rays are
0: so smart, they're going to be in playoff contention every year. One of those years, they're going to have their pitching healthy. Wander is going to be the best player on the planet at the right time, like like when BJ Upton led the Rays in the playoffs that in like 2008 and hit a million home runs. That's going to be oh Wander word. in the playoffs one year. He is going to lead them with a healthy pitching staff to a World Series. And they yeah. might just win. It.
1: And they have some really exciting young talent down at the in the pipeline again. You just post, made a post about Greg
0: Jones, exactly. You know, he might not have a potential on the team because he's already a 24 year old shortstop and wanders there at 21. But Greg Jones is a is a top hundred prospect who could definitely be traded for whatever they need right now.
1: Yeah, and you got Vidal Bruhan, who is, who probably you'd be in the majors with any other team. I feel like. Yep. Uh, and then you have the Carson Williams kid. You got the kid that got drafted last year by the Rays, who's dominating. Who's going to be in Bowman? Uh, forget his Shane name. Baz. You got like, Shane like, Baz.
0: Just on the not even on the p- position player side, but the pitching side. Yeah. Like
1: Patino, like, oh they God. they
0: always manage to like pull out of thin air good pitchers. They turned Drew Rasmussen into a really good starter when the Brewers are trying to make him. The Brewers put him as a reliever because of injury concerns. I don't think they're willing to put him as a starter because they didn't want him to go through a third Tommy John. Cause he already went through two Tommy Johns in college. The Rays, I guess don't care as much about his health or <laughs> long-term uh, ability to make money like the Brewers. Cause the Brewers are good people. The Rays are bad people. No big deal, whatever. Um, but like Drew has I would never have said, Oh, that guy's a starter. Like he was talented with the Brewers, but the Brewers were just never going to do it. Now, the Rays get him. They turn him to a starter. He's a good starter. They got Shane McClanahan. They got Tyler Glassnow
1: whenever he's healthy. I was going to say, we're forgetting about how dominant Glassnow is.
0: Yeah. And then you put in the, the Luis Patinos, right? And you mm-hmm. put in the um, Shane Bazes and stuff. It's 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 going to be bonkers. And and they just keep producing pitching, but they also now keep producing hitting. And as long as they don't do anything uber stupid that handicaps them like sign Christian Yelich to a nine year deal for 200 some million dollars. And then he can't hit after that and uh, they'll be okay.
1: Yeah. Which they can't even do that because they can't even, even afford that. To,
0: well, to they did it. sign Wander to a massive, massive deal, but
1: yeah, but not really. Cause you got to think about they're, uh, they're They're doing it where now they don't have any variable costs with uh, arbitration. That's true. So now they know exactly what their budget is. It's actually That's brilliant. True.
0: And and then they got another, what six years after free agency tacked on?
1: Yeah, so. it, that was that was robbery.
0: So impressive, and not as impressive as the uh, Braves and Ronald Acuna deal. That one was truly it's... highway robbery. Eight years, hundred and like sixty million or something. That was insane. But Wander Franco, man, what what a talent! What a gem! One of those guys, along with Mike Trout, along with Juan Soto, if you are a baseball fan, if these teams are coming to town, if, if you live in, I don't know, if you live in Chicago or if you live in Philadelphia um, or if you live in Colorado, you know, Juan Soto and the Nationals are coming to town, get a ticket. Make sure you watch them play. Ronald Acuna and the Braves are coming to town, get a ticket, watch them play. Wander Franco and the Rays are coming to town. Get a ticket, watch him play, because you're going to want to be able to say to your kids in the future or your grandkids or your great, great grandkids if you live that long, I don't know, or your great, great, great grandkids. I watched Wander Franco one day when he's in Cooperstown and he's one of the best players ever. I watched Ronald Lacuna one day when he was the best player ever.
1: I agree. And uh, if you got, if anyone on here is deciding to buy any of these players, before you do that, I just really want to encourage people watch, watch them play first, not saying like you have to go to the game, like just turn on the TV and watch, just watch a game before you make a purchase. And and then you're going to get more excited about it as well, probably. Cause then you, I don't know, like, I just feel like that that is a huge factor before I buy a certain player. I always do an eye test and, uh, I think that, and that's how you learn. So then you can find players before they, they pop off as well. Um, so
0: now just playing devil's advocate a little bit here. What if somebody's eye test is really bad?
1: Then, then you know, not to bond like for us. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Say I'm like, yeah, I got to do the eye test, but I don't know what I'm looking at. I see a dude swing and it looks really good to me, but unbeknownst to me, he's got major holes in his swing because I didn't actually know what I was looking at. But he's passed my eye test.
1: But then you're going to learn.
0: You're going to learn. I like that.
1: I mean, I mean, there's, it happens all the time. Yeah. But that's how you learn. And you're not going to hit on everyone, but if you, as long as you do the eye test, then you know, so then if, if you see something again and you're like, Ooh, I saw that before everyone's high on this guy, but I see, I'm seeing this,
0: you know, you know what the eye test one, I failed. M- Miserably watching Aaron Judge, watching Aaron Judge like in the minors and stuff. I was like, "Yeah, this guy's going to strike out a ton in the majors. Yeah, he might have power, but he's going to strike out a ton." I'm like, "I would never, t- I would never touch this guy with a ten foot pole. Yeah. Would never invest in this guy." Oops.
1: I How about Kevin Euclid?
0: Greek god of walks.
1: Seeing him, seeing him uh, in the minors. There's no way I would have bought that guy. So so,
0: so it can fail. And I would say, along with trusting your own eye test, find other people that know what they're talking about that are talking about these guys. Because sometimes, like if you watch a guy once, like there are scouts that go and scout guys and they see a really bad showing and they only get to watch them once. Well, that one really bad showing colors their entire opinion of that guy. So if you find plenty of people that talk about these guys, there's going to be a number of people that see him multiple times, whoever it might be. And so you can watch a game and get a bad taste, but then double check because these scouts who do this for a living will also, you know, they will also know. And sometimes you can find scouts that work for media companies um, that don't work for teams. So then they don't have to be biased in their opinion.
1: uh, I like you brought that up. Like be careful if you're reading articles and stuff or even listen, listening to a game where it's like, like, let's say for the tigers you know if you're watching the tigers they're obviously going to talk up torque and all that like yeah he's a great player and all that but they're going to be more enthusiastic than for a twins player yep so keep that in mind as well i just like to keep a, an even keel of when we do these and when i whenever we talk about players so um and i like to explain the why and then also just so people do the learning process through it all so then hopefully it builds the the community more and more it makes it makes it even better it makes it more competitive yeah i
0: like it yeah. all right well i think that's all we have today be expecting a um be expecting a release of uh Bowman next week and a release of our Bowman preview but i also just got some very exciting news that you guys are not going to hear until you you're not going to hear this until uh Tomorrow, which means it'll all be too late. But I just got news from Aaron that the Bowman Blaster boxes we bought from Walmart just got delivered.
1: Oh, dude, let's rip them right after this. I'm ripping them
0: on whatnot tonight, oh. five p.m.
1: I want to rip some, dude.
0: Join us. All right, yeah, uh, all right. yeah. They're not they're not actually mine. They are they are for for whatnot stream specifically. But I think I will have to rip them tonight. Yeah, but that's of course not helpful to literally anybody that is listening to this because that what <laughs> happened uh after after or before you are listening to this so yeah.
1: anyways uh Jimbo any last words the only thing I want to, I want to end this on is I'm just gonna say one thing Nolan Gorman that's it Nolan
0: Gorman uh I will not end on Nolan Gorman because he is a Cardinals prospect I am a verse fan so no. No to Nolan Gorman, but yes to 2022 Bowman Baseball Blasters. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this day's Dinging Corners. We will talk to you guys again either Tuesday or Wednesday for our Bowman Preview, our 2022 Bowman Preview. We hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend, and uh, we will talk to you guys again next time.
1: Yep, so much for 30 minutes. See you, everyone.